Praise the Lord. In my Father's house. Ah, he said there's a place for me. Amen. Look at somebody before you sit down and tell them, man, I'm glad you're here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lamb of God. Amen. I'm glad that he's in the place in the house tonight. I'm glad that he's got a place prepared for us. Woo! Amen. 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 Glory to God. We love you and we appreciate you tonight. And glad that you're here tonight with us in the Lord's house. And we're just believing a good time in the Lord and, and blessing. God's going to bless. And I'm thankful for his presence, aren't you? In his presence, there's fullness of joy. In the midst of adversity, in the midst of everything that we go through, there's something about in the presence of God that God just gives you that sense of peace and that all is well with our soul. Amen. <clears throat> Why did the scarecrow win award? Win a award? Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in this field. What starts with an E and ends with an E and has only one letter in it? An envelope. You guys are just, I'm losing you. Why did the drum take a nap? It was beat. <laughs> I ain't giving you no more, I'm done. Scooter wanted to joke tonight. That's the reason I did it. We're going to blame it on Scooter tonight. Amen. But aren't you glad that God's people can have a good time in the Lord? Amen. That we can just enjoy the presence of God and, and just allow the God just to have his way. And I know we're here again on a Wednesday night. And, and uh, again, I forgot to mention a while ago about tithes and offering. If you have that tonight, please drop it in the envelope box before you leave. And, and uh, let God bless you tonight and, and let God touch you. And uh, you know, I want to talk about prayer just for a few minutes and, and uh, how that uh, God wants to bless us through prayer. And uh, I, I can honestly sit here tonight and tell you, I, I don't know everything about God. I'm still learning about God. And I've been in this thing a long time, but there's things that I don't understand. There's things I do understand. There's things that I can't figure out in his word. And there's things that I can figure out in his word. <clears throat> and I do know this, that no matter what I think or don't think, God's word is always true and it's forever going to be settled in heaven. And what it says, it says, and what it means, it means. But it may not mean it on my timetable, but it means what it says. So as, as a young man growing up and, and uh studying the word and, and, and getting into the word and being zealous and vibrant. I've seen a lot of God do a lot of things and there's a lot of things that I wanted to see God do more of, but it, sometimes it just didn't happen the way I had a plan. But I know one thing for sure, there's power in prayer. I mean, I'm talking about really prayer, there's power in it. I think that's our best communication that we have with God. Bible said that Adam walk with God in the cool of the day and that 
God came down and talked with Adam. There's something about fellowship that God likes and that God wants. And in Genesis chapter 28, I'm going to read verse 12. Said, then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending. That's pretty powerful, knowing that angels was coming back up and down, ministering to Jacob. But then I love this, and it says, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land in which you lie I will give you and your descendants then I want to read uh, Psalms uh, let me just elaborate on Psalms 144 verse 5 and he opened the heavens like as a curtain and then Ezekiel 1 and 3 says the heavens suddenly open then in Malachi 3 and 11 it says then I will open the windows of heaven. There's something about that God wants to open up the heavens for his people. There's something about that God wants to fellowship between heaven and earth with us. We see it through men of old that uh, uh, how things has transpired with the men of old, such as Jacob and Abraham and Isaac and all of those. I want to preach from the thought about Jacob and a ladder and note that it was from earth to heaven and also angels ascending from earth to heaven. Most importantly, the Lord himself was standing beside the ladder. That's pretty powerful to know that God was standing over the ladder. David was unlike, unlike unlocking a city and the nation, Ezekiel was having a vision of God's glory and purpose. Malachi was rebuking the people for robbing God and tithes and offering. Then he says, and you will have the heavens of his blessings open to you. Jacob was a cheat, cheat, but he made a commitment to tithe and God faithful Malachi's prophecy to him and he began, began to be a changed man and he even had a new name. Open the heavens. What keys will you use and what keys will I use? God gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. So my thought is tonight, what, what will God give us tonight? What are we as men and women of God ordained, called, in the mother's womb, that you and I have a relationship with God. What does God want to do to us? What part of heaven does God want to open up to us? See, I think the key to open up the heavens of, a, of the person or the presence of God is it comes through prayer and worship. The key to open up the heavens of his power and his anointing and I'm telling you, church, we need the anointing of God. In this 21st century, if we ever needed the anointing, we need it now. And I'm not talking about a little dab of do you. I'm talking about where the anointing falls from heaven upon somebody and changes them for a lifetime. I don't know about you, but when I got saved, I got changed. When I gave my life to the Lord, the old man died and a new man arose. 
There was a purpose that God had planned for my life some 2,000 years ago. See, the key to open up the heavens of his purpose is the word of God. See, I think there's three things tonight or several things, but the presence of God through prayers and worship, the power in his anointing, and the purpose of his word, the key to open up the heavens of his provision and, and the faith, sacrifice, and obedience and giving. I believe that we, we as a body of people has got the promise of God on our lives. I believe that God has given us different promise, promises that we can obey. The key to open up the heavens of this personal and the presence and the relationship with God that God wants to do. See, note, and I'm going to read a lot about different men of the Bible, and I'm going to go through a lot, and I'm going to try to break it down real quick, but I'm going to read a lot of names, and so if you hear a lot of them, don't think, man, he's just repetitious because I'm really not trying to be. Note how David comments his songs by worship. David loved to sing songs, and he did a lot of illustrations in his songs, and uh, he talked uh, a lot about uh, the Lord and different things. Uh, I like the song, you know, the old song sometimes that, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus, and uh, 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 I'm looking for a city, and, and uh, I love different gospel songs that talks about heaven and a lot of the old courses back then if you ever had those hymnals and stuff uh, a lot of a lot of things back then they talked about going home or going to being uh, with God in heaven you know uh, they talked a lot about heavenly stuff and a lot of the churches did back then and today a lot of our worship songs they seem to be uh, to me a little bit more centered about worshiping the Lord you know uh, I have a place prepared for me where the saints abide just over in the glory land somebody give me an amen on that we used to sing them songs and they I'm telling you I'd shout there's power in the blood uh, there's just something about the old hymns that moved us and that touched us in ways and and so uh, now we sing uh, songs about coming into his presence and it's all about worshiping the Lord and the the ladder that was there uh, at the time of Jacob was, was blinded by self he was self-centered man and the ladder as he had that dream there and the ladder that God built between heaven and earth. Uh, Jacob was a selfish man. And in the dream, he saw and God and felt his awesome presence. See, I, I believe there's a place that we all get to in life where if we allow God in prayer to meet us at a place. Now, I don't know where your altar's at, but if you'll build an altar, God will show up. And God will change things. That's what God does. And uh, Jacob, when he built that, 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 that place there and the ladder, the angels ascended and descended and God standing up and looking over the ladder down at Jacob, there was a personal change in Jacob's life. But it comes through the power of prayer. Man, that's powerful. Knowing that God looked at Jacob, and man, Jacob didn't realize that day, but his day was forever going to be changed. He felt God's awesome presence. God turned up. When David prayed, come down, Lord, and touch, in Psalms 144, he felt his need of God showing up. Abraham, he named the place Bethel, meaning the house of God, an altar to worship, an altar to worship. 
Isaac lived beside the well named the living one who sees me. The living one who sees me. There's something about when you pray and God does something. Many things in biblical leaders seem to live near rivers, wells, creeks, water. Ezekiel beside the river Cherubim today's revival blessings. Rivers flowing. Jacob changed near Jaboth, the river. Joseph found heaven in a prison when he was released. He became the second in command in Egypt. Moses at the burning bush also with the rod on the mountain with Aaron and Hur. They prayed and worshiped and Joshua in the valley won the battle over the Amaleks all, over all the flesh. Moses at the burning bush also with the rod on the mountaintop. Done great things. Joshua on a holy ground met the captain of the Lord of hosts as he prayed the sun should still. I'm telling you there's power when the prayer, there's power in prayer when the church prays. When you can make the stun stand still, then you have a relationship with God. Uh, when you can tell every demon in hell and out of hell to stop in their tracks, uh, you can't have it no more. There's power in prayer. Church, if the church ever needs to get back to something we need to get back to the power that's in prayer God can move mountains because of we pray I'm telling you when he says two of you agree on earth is touching any one thing I believe what the word of God says he said if two or three of you are gathered in my name he said I'm there in the midst church it's time that we believe what God says and take him for what his word says and don't let no devil in hell or out of hell discourage you from what you're believing God for Caleb found God when he was up, was, was a spy. He was opened up the heavens when he possessed the mountain and expelled the giants. Listen, one thing that God wants to do to each and every one of us, uh, he wants us to get our mountain. As Caleb looked at God and said, or Joshua and said, listen, Moses, all I want uh, is I want that mountain. Can I tell you, uh, he had enough power of God inside of him that God gave him that mountain. God's given you and I every one of us something tonight and he says all you gotta do is believe me and let me give you that mountain tonight because I believe we all got a mountain tonight I believe we all got something that God wants to give us tonight I believe there's territory that we need to take back from the devil I believe that the anointing of God ought to rest upon the church and we can defeat any demon tonight because there's power in the name of Jesus. I'm sick and tired of being panty waist uh, about prayer. Uh, I want to see an authentic. Uh, I don't want to talk about a move of God. Uh, I want to see a real move of God, church. I'm telling you, God longs to see the church. God desires to see a move of the anointing uh, uh, sweep across the congregation, across the people, across the church. Uh, God wants to move in this 21st century. In our church, he wants to move. He wants to move. I'm mad at the devil tonight, church. I said I'm mad at the devil tonight. I'm wanting to take back what he's stealing from us tonight. 
I want to take back what he's stealing from us tonight. I don't want to sit back and let things be destroyed. I want to conquer everything that God's given me to conquer. I want to stand my ground. I want to take my ground. I want that mountain that God's promised me tonight. Nathaniel and his wife's daughter, Caleb, saw God in victorious battlefield. Samuel opened up the heavens by praying for a thunderstorm out of the season. No man could create a massive thunderstorm. So it had to be God who confirmed Samuel's ministry. David at the movement above the mulberry bushes to indicate that God had gone out before him into battle. Huh? I'm telling you, if God moved for these men, why don't he move for us tonight? Huh? I know that he will. Isaiah saw the Lord huh, on his throne high and lifted up. Huh? He saw. He said, I see the Lord high and lifted up in his train. That train is simply his glory. His glory filled the temple. I think that we as a Pentecostal people need to see the glory of God fill this temple and let it usher through this place and minister to every need that's in this house. All right now, there needs to be a rushing, a moving in the mulberry bush to know that God's going before us in our battles. Jeremiah experienced of being rescued from above out of the dungeon would be like an open heaven experience to him. Ezekiel chapter 1 and 1, the heavens suddenly opened while he was beside the river. Can I tell you tonight, we need the heavens to open up suddenly for us. I don't know if you've ever been in a place tonight uh, 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 where you just need God to open up the heavens tonight. Where you just need God to come down and consume you with his presence. Sometimes we just need to take a bath in the glory of God. Sometimes we just need God to come and move. And I'm telling you, if he opened up the heavens for these guys, don't you think that God in this 21st century, how that we're in this dispensation time of grace, that, 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 that God moves upon us. We've got the Holy Ghost that lives in us. We've got the Spirit of God upon us that God don't want to come down and minister to us. Sure he does. Sure he does. He wants to move upon the behalf of his children tonight. I think sometimes if we're not careful, church, and, and, and don't be offended what I say, but sometimes I think if we're not careful, we get stuck in a rut and said it is what it is. It's just this way. It's going to be this way. We're living in this time. We're living in this age, and it's just part of society. It's part of life. But listen, we don't live in this world. I'm, a, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I, I'm, 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 I'm in America. I'm in America, but I'm not of America. I'm of another place. I'm at another time. I'm of another century, another place that God's called me to. I, I live here right now, but I don't go by the the drum of, of the White House. I, I go by the beating of the Jesus. I, I go by the whispering of the Holy Spirit. I don't listen to what the world says. I listen to what the Spirit of God says. We might be here, but we don't have to be up here tonight. Ah, just because the world goes through their routines and their things, that doesn't mean the church. We don't go by the way of the world. We go by the way of God tonight. But I think sometimes if we're not careful, we just say it is what it is. No, it's not what it is. We only make it become it is what it is because we get stuck in ruts. Malachi preached tithes. God responds, then I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. Blessings upon blessings. I'll open the heavens of windows. I'll open the windows of heaven unto you. John on the Isle of Patmos received revelation from heaven. Woo. Paul and Silas prayed and sang God's songs in the midnight hour. Can you imagine they was chained up in stocks and bonds and they couldn't hardly move? 
But they begin to sing just over in the glory land. I'm telling you, there with the mighty angels, I'll stand. I'm telling you, they sung a song that moved from earth to heaven. They sung something that, 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 that God just looked down over the portals of, of glory and said, I, I hear my saints of God singing in all their troubles and all of their trials and all their mishaps that's going on. I'll take a look. Well, look at there. It's old Paul and Silas saying, what our friend that we have in Jesus. Whoa, I'm telling you, God seen that and God moved. When God sees us move upon his behalf, I promise you he'll stand tonight and he'll move upon us. I'm going to wind this thing down. <laughs> the key to open heavens is the power of God's anointing. Jacob anointed a rock to the house of God, an altar. <laughs> Churches are like a solid rock for people to lean on. <laughs> Our doors are open. They're open wide for whosoever will let them come to the house of God. As a boy, I never was raised in church and didn't know nothing about God until 21 years old. I always seen churches and never thought much about them churches other than I'd see a few pretty women sometime going there and think, boy, I'd like to go talk to them. But I was too scared to go to church because I heard too much about that Pentecostal stuff. But I remember I'd look and then I come in and got saved as a young man and I begin to look at the church that the altar, this, this, this place up here. Back then they had pews, you know what I mean? They had altars. But I begin to look at this place as a place of refuge. A place that when I'm scared, when I'm in trouble, when I need God, I can run to this altar and know it was a place that heaven would meet earth and earth would meet heaven and to know that God would move. It was a place where I seen God move. It's a place that changed my life forever. See, I've had a Bethel experience. I'd have a Jacob experience. I've had a Moses experience. I've had them, you've had them. You've had those mountain moving moments. But now they seem so far and few between. And God's saying, I'm still the same God. Huh? I'm still here to move the mountains in your life. The anointing that breaks the yoke. Be sure your ladder, be sure your ladder's leaning on the right wall. When you pray, make sure your ladder's leaning right. So Jacob had finally the old self-indulged boy, the old snarefoot Jacob. He finally got it right that night. And God showed up. Be sure your ladder's leaning on the right wall. Many today are seeking substitutes for God. Some people saying, I, 
Let me tell you what, boy, I don't want to, you're here, so I don't, I'm not talking to you. But you know what some, one of the substitutes is? I can stay home and watch it on television. Don't substitute God for other things. I can sit home and meditate. What the flip is meditate? I can't meditate long enough to meditate. My brain goes too fast. But there's people using different things for different types of substitutes. Don't let it be like that for you. Because then we discard, we take away from the presence of God. I don't care what anybody says tonight, church. There's nothing greater than being in the presence of God with God's wonderful people. There's nothing greater than coming to an altar when God's people are here and we gather together in his name and we're praying and seeking God together. There's no better feeling in all the world. But people leave the anointing and they'll leave their ladder on the wrong wall because they think it's okay. But it's not okay. Don't let the anointing of the Holy Spirit dwindle because you think you can do it something better than where you got it right here, right now. This is the place. This is the refuge. This is for the world to come to and get saved to get touched, to get ministered. This is a place for me on a Sunday morning. Brother Miller preaches a message that I needed to hear Sunday night. Randy, somebody, Josh, Zach, whoever preaching. And the word of God touches me in a way that I run to the place of refuge. And again, my life's changed forever. You're talking about the power of prayer. It comes right here. It comes right here. Your, your need might be different than my need. But we come and we gather in the name of Jesus. Our minds are all focused on that one person of the Godhead. And his name is Jesus. We're focused on him. And when we come in unity, mountains begin to be moved. Miracles begin to happen. See, ministries in the house of the Lord are outside his house. Ministries in the house of the Lord or outside of his house need the anointing upon them. Moses, 40 days on Mount, reflecting the glory of God's presence. That's why his face shone when he come off the mountain. The moon reflects the glory of the sun but does not have any heat or light of itself. The key to open up the heavens of the purpose of God is the word of God. What did God say to Jacob? He proclaimed his purpose, his promise, his protection, and his direction for Jacob. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Jesus said, I will lead and I will guide you into all truth. How does he do that? He does it through what? His word. There's power in his word tonight. What is he saying? No need to shop around, church. You don't need to go to another church. We have it all right here. You don't have to shop for something different or something new. We got the goods here. I said we got the goods here. Don't don't shop around. You have an open heaven here, a place where God has called you to worship. You have a Bible, which is the word of God. Find the voice of God for yourself. 
We all had to find that voice. We all had to find that voice that God is speaking to us innerly and saying, listen, this is for you, Mike Burton. This is for you. This is for you. And this is for you. God desires to speak in that inner voice to us as he come down in Adam's day and said, Adam, where art thou? Adam heard the voice of God, and God says, listen, that voice that Adam heard is the voice I want you to hear today. See, he wants to move upon us tonight, church. The voice of God, he just wants to come and minister to us. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel each heard a voice themselves. They had an open heaven experience. How many's had an open heaven experienced? Well, you could say that somebody said, Brother Burton, how, do I, how does it feel to be saved? I can't tell you. I don't know. I just know what I feel. I can't explain how good it feels to be saved. It's an experience that you got to experience yourself. I just know I got to know soul salvation. I know I went down and I come up and I was a different man. I know that I prayed and I sought the Lord. I didn't even know how to pray, but I listened to a bunch of women. But when I got up, I knew that something inside of me had changed. Somebody said, explain it. I said, I can't. Because it's so real, Brother Randy. Somebody said, well, what if I can't? It's something that you can only experience yourself. I can tell you it's good. I can tell you it's wonderful. I can tell you it's glorious. But until you, you, you find that, that inner voice that God said, I want to speak to you. I can't explain it the way that God wants to explain it to you. Jesus opened up their heavens wide with fire in their hearts, vision, relay, revelation, and change in it. All happened to them. God opened their hearts. He burned with consuming fire in them. They had vision. They had revelation. They had a change. That's what God wants to do to the church today, right now, at this time. We need a revival, a purpose. We need to let a flow of God open our hearts. And I know that we're in revival, but I'm just saying we just need a mm, something. We need God. We need an overflow of the Holy Spirit. The key to open up the heavens of the provision of God's faith and sacrifice is obedience and giving our time, our tithes, our offerings. Zacchaeus up in the tree had the same experience. He offered to restore fourfold to Jesus. Give, the Bible says, and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. The center of Jacob and his commitment was great. God opened up the heaven and gave all, gave his all. See, that's what God wants to do. He wants to open the heavens and give his all. Jesus, to die on the cross, the same heavens are open to those who will rise up in faith, obey his word, and sacrifice yourself for the Lord and for others, giving offering different ways of showing your gratitude and your love to God. And by that, we just allow the Holy Spirit to come and move upon us. 
See, I believe that we need to have a God moment in our lives. And there's times that, have you ever, we all go through seasons where we just don't feel the presence of God like that we want to. But I find myself, and would you stand with me? Because if I don't, I'll keep talking. I find myself sometimes yearning for God just to come and move upon me. I, I, I just find myself saying, God, I need you. I just find myself sometimes saying, God, I just want to feel your touch. I know I, I tell him, I say, God, I know that I walk by faith and not by sight. And if you never touch me again, it's okay. But I just want to feel your presence one more time. I just want to feel that presence of Almighty God hovering over me. There's times that I pray, I can't feel a thing. I go through that way for a season, and there's some times that I begin to pray and cry out, then the Holy Spirit just hovers over me. I might be in my car. For no reason at all, I might just start crying because I feel him in the presence of the car. And all of a sudden, I know that the heavens is opened up and between heaven and earth, I'm communicating to God. And I don't know about you, but I long for that at times. There's times I pray and I think, God, did I do something wrong? Am I, am I doing things that's not pleasing to you because I don't know where you're at? But then God shows up <laughs> like he always does. And he says, Mike, all is well. There's times I get a whooping, you know. Some of you know me. I need a whooping every now and then. But there's times he just comes and he loves on me, and I know that I've been in his presence. Church, prayer is important. It's vital to your relationship with God. It's vital to our communication to God. Not only is it vital for us to communicate with him, but there's anointing in it. There's power in it. There's restoration in it. There's so much in praying to God. And I don't know if this message made sense to you very much, but my, my point is, don't neglect reaching heaven from where you're at here on earth. And just accept things for as it is, and it's not going to change. It's just the way it is. No, it's not. We make the change. One prayer at a time makes the change. Corporate body together, binding together in love and unity and praying together in one accord makes the change in our world that we're living in. I refuse to keep living the way that I'm living today. I want more. I want more. And I want to challenge you tonight. If you want more, would you just come up to the front and let us have a season of prayer?